Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float. We've got a group of people here that all work together as a crew um, across different float centers, and it's really exciting and cool. So we have a good time talking about that kind of camaraderie that really we really uh, find special in the float industry and really appreciate. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I just want to give thanks to our sponsors. Thanks so much to Helmbot for supporting the show and for creating such amazing software that we use literally every single day. Scheduling software designed specifically for float centers. I was trying to talk to a friend of mine who is not in the industry about uh, our scheduling system. And she was like, well, I mean, aren't there like a hundred different scheduling softwares? And I was like, oh, yes, yes, there are. And boy, are they all very different. And are they designed for different things? Being designed for a float center specifically really means that from the ground up, it is meant for you. And yes, they can do additional things. They can do classes, LMTs, your salt rooms, all of that good stuff as well, of course. But man, having those fundamentals specifically for your float center really makes a big difference for us. I think you should check them out. Go to helmbot.com, schedule a demo, get a tour, all that good stuff. Risk-free, chickity check it out, helmbot.com. And thanks to isopod, i-s-o-p-o-d.com. We love our isopods. We want to get more isopods. As, as our tanks go, we're going to replace them with isopods. The pump system is separate from the float tank itself, which is nice. You can kind of bend it around and put it in different places in the room or, in our case, use it to hold lamps, which is nice. Uh, it actually increases the ambiance in the space. I love our isopods. They are built like a brick something house and they don't look like it, though they look like a beautiful float tank that people want to step into but it's really funny when when you're dealing with the behind the scenes stuff you want a brick something house you know what i mean um pretty on the outside built like a brick house inside that's their motto at least it should be i-s-o-p-o-d.com check them out we we wouldn't be advertising them if we didn't believe in them we love our isopods check them out all right already let's get started Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float. My name is Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my lovely wife, Sandra. And my closest competition, I think, is somewhere between 10 and 20 blocks away from me in, in downtown Portland. Hi, Gloria Morris here with Float 60. And my closest competitor is two blocks away. This is Drew from New Hampshire Float. And my closest competitor is about 17 minutes away. Hey, it's Kim from Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave, and my closest competitor is about 20 to 25 miles on the float side and about 30 or so on the Salt Cave side of things. Hi, Don Goldbacher from Infinity Float in Mount Laurel, and my closest competitor is about 8 miles or 15 minutes from me. Hi, this is Jeannie from Ocean Elements in Ocean City, Maryland. Um, when we opened, my closest competitor was about 100 miles away. Um, now, there's one about 45 miles away on the float side, and then probably still about 100 miles on the um, salt cave side. Wow. Nice. Cool. And I, I will say there was somebody else uh, scheduled to be with us who wasn't able to make it tonight. Uh, Lovinder from Nirvana Float, uh, who's a really awesome individual, uh, was also going to join us. And the whole idea of why we're bringing up the distance of our competitors is we have three people who, instead of, I don't know, making a bunch of fear-based decisions uh, for their businesses and, and how to deal with each other, seem to have united with each other. And I'm really curious to, to dive into that and see 
um, how that started with you guys. And if it's okay if we just roll into it, who opened the first float center between the three of you? So Jeannie, I think you were first, right? We we were in 2017. We were nice. too, but I think you beat us to oh. the punch. <laughs> January. Right. I like that you guys don't know. <laughs> I think it was you. <laughs> January 2017. Yeah. yeah. We oh, were October opened. 2017. Um, and Lavender opened in G- January 2020, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. So these so. are all still very close to each other. This is not a spread mm-hmm. of, of, you know, 10, 20 years here. Okay, cool. So um, also, I just out of curiosity, just because somebody opened before the other person doesn't mean they were planning uh, earlier as well, because just construction times and everything can slow things down. How long were each of you in the, in the build out or even the planning and build out process? Was that a long time for you or pretty so easy? Since I'm the oldest, I'll go ahead and start that sure. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, we moved into an existing facility in a, in a hair salon, in fact, with one tank in, in uh, oh, wow. January of 2017. And we stayed there for about eight months um, and then that facility closed. So we had to move out, but mm. we were already in the process of building out our other location, nice. um, which is where we are now. Um, much bigger. We have a three tank center. We have a, uh, salt room. We have, uh, single massage. We have couples massage. One of our float tanks is also a, a deluxe. So we can do couples floats. We have an infrared sauna. We have a, um, Restation, a music therapy bed, and then we also have a little shiatsu foot mas- foot massage. Machine, so you so. you built a skyscraper. You yeah, you yeah, you're the only. <laughs> okay, got it. Wow. Yeah, we, we went from 300 square feet to 3,500 square wow. feet. Wow. Yeah, it was a little scary, but um, <laughs> yeah, for the build out process, it took about probably five or six months. We were paying rent for about three months before our. Um, our contractor even got the the seal of approval from the county. So then it took another, you know, four months or so for that. Um, So, and this was all over the holiday time in 2017. So during Christmas, um, we weren't even open yet. Um, But it it was, we can go into it later if you want to, but we just, we had a great um, holiday season, online sales, just in the promise that we would be open, you know, in 2018. So that awesome. was really nice. That'll be a nice segue. Just last episode, we were talking about our holiday plans for this year. So that'll, that'll be great to talk about. Uh, Dawn, how about you? Yeah, so we had a, a bit of a rough journey to getting started as well. We actually officially formed in August of 2016, signed the lease for our space in November of 2016, um, and didn't open until October of 2017. We were about a month into construction. Um, we had just had our trenches dug for all of our plumbing and our plumber basically just like walked away um, and like left ditches in the ground. And it, it was a bit of a um, difficult time. I definitely <laughs> learned, learned a lot along the way. And, you know, it did prepare me for kind of handling anything that came my way once we opened. So I do have to say I'm a bit gracious for that. Um, and it did kind of fun fact by having these open trench lines in my center for about three months with no one doing any work, I decided that I was going to go out, find some crystals that really were meaningful to me, called to me, and I strategically placed crystals along the entire trench with the hope that once we finished building the facility, 
the positive energy and good vibes would come our way. And so I think it worked. That's so cool. That's I awesome. love it. You think it worked. That's great. Um, and I, I don't want you guys necessarily to speak for Lavender, but uh, super easy opening, I'm sure, like most people. Just, uh, <laughs> flip Don, I'm going to let you feel that one because I don't have a clue. Huh. <laughs> you know, I actually think he lucked out. Like, he seemed really? like he was on top of it. His contractors were on top of it. So... He kind of seems like that kind of guy too. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not cool. Right I don't think I don't think many people say no to him. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so yeah. let's talk about how. Uh, gosh, so did you know that uh, Dawn was opening up? Had you already been in conversation during construction? Like, how did that first? Well, I want to clarify okay, first, though, because it's a unique situation because Dawn and Lavender are how how far apart are you? Like 25 miles? Is that Probably right? about 25, 30 miles, but we yeah. are definitely distinct geographic areas. We're in the Philadelphia mm-hmm. suburbs, so um, ah. 25 miles is like a world apart. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and you two and are then, 45, right? 45 no. miles? No, oh, I'm Jeannie I'm is hour. much further away. <laughs> yeah, I'm a two and a half hour drive Oh, south. wow. Oh, wow. Very, very further distance south. Um, so yeah, our, okay. our, our, there's no competition. Our clientele do not mix. Got it. Um, <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yes. So I would love to know, you know, how did you all end up connecting and kind of creating your own little, yeah, that's a like, better is question. it, do you call it like a, a regional association or, or like, mm-hmm. tell us about like, how did you all get connected to be able to support each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we met at um, FloatCon, actually, 2000, nice. what did we decide, on 2018 in Portland. Um, and I don't, I'm sorry, I don't remember me. <laughs> there were so many people we met, obviously. But we had a connection with um, the rest station because she had also bought um, the rest station from Gary Ferguson. So we met from that perspective and had conversations, um, you know, throughout the year from that perspective. And then in um, Denver in 2019, I met Lavender, and um, I think it was at our Saturday night party. We were out on the patio all having drinks and um, just realizing that, why not? We live geographically close. You know, it's, it's a day trip. It's fun. And um, why don't we get together more often? So nice. um, we kind of started the ball rolling with that, made some plans, Um what happened from then? I, th- I think, I think, th- well, then COVID obviously hit, but before COVID, um, so just, just as a little aside, Alan and I share birthdays very close to each other. My husband, Alan, he's in January, I'm in February. So in 2021, we said, let's just do a road trip. So we're going to go to New Jersey and we're going to go to Pennsylvania and we're going to go visit some of our friends at their float centers. So we did, we hit the road. And we, we met um, Dawn at her facility. We met Lavender at his facility. We met Craig, who's also in New Jersey. We met, right? Is he Pennsylvania. He lives Sorry. in Jersey. Okay, yeah. lives in Jersey. His center's in Pennsylvania. And then we met Bronwyn, who is in New Jersey. So we just did the roundabout and did, did the circular tour. Um, and what I loved about that, and that was before we all shut down for COVID. Unfortunately, uh, we got that trip in. But um what I loved about it was each center is so unique to its owner. There was n- none of the centers that we visited had any really similarities in their design and their layout, um, other than the fact that they all had float tanks. 
you know, so um, that was fun. That kind of started our, our social group. Um, and then from that, uh, uh, Dawn kind of took it over, I think. Dawn and Craig, really. Yeah, I mean, I would say, so that's when that's when it got big, right? That's when we got organized. Let me put it that way. <laughs> um, prior to that, I'll say, you know, I had a connection with a couple other local centers. You mentioned Bronwyn. Um, Carrie out of Halcyon Floats in Philly. Carrie was actually the first amongst us to open. So she's, she's like, the, like the godmother. The yeah, godmother she's like, <laughs> I was like, she's the trailblazer. Yeah. And, you know, I'd had the opportunity to connect with them. We kind of had our own little conversations, would vent, would pick each other's brain. And I would say when it clicked for me that this was really like a different type of competition is when one day, um, one of my air buttons, don't ask me what someone did to it, but they poked a giant hole through it and it, oh it my didn't gosh. function. And at the time, this has been the first time it happened, didn't know what to do. Yeah. All the air buttons were on back order. I wasn't going to get one for like two wow. weeks, didn't want to shut down my center. I'll carry it a panic. Do you know where I can get my hands on an air button? I've never had this happen before. What do I do? And her response was, I've got two spare ones in the back. Send someone over and grab it. And I thought to myself, what? Like, who does that, right? Like, in most businesses, people are not so generous and trying to help out individuals that you would see as competition. So that was kind of the first, you know, chance to see that spirit. Can I Um, We've... Oh, God. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, just today, um, I got a bottle of hydrogen peroxide from Dana at Float North uh, because we've been having shipping issues with peroxide and it, we're about to run dry. And so it's just the best feeling. It's just the it best. It really is. It really <laughs> yeah. is. And, Please. you know, if, if you don't mind, I'll jump in too. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the relationships we have in the area in Chicago and um, Tate from Odo Float in Wilmette, which is just north of Chicago. We have borrowed salt from each other like she's come down with the truck and picked up you know massive amounts of salt and it's i kind of joke around it's like borrowing sugar from your neighbor right Funny. like that cup cool. of sugar yeah. we just borrow so salt it's, it's just so it's so <laughs> right. nice that you guys are doing this it's it's very commendable so just out of curiosity how many times have you met since then is it um we've only well okay so Don and I, <laughs> this is a good story. So Don and I met once during COVID. So to back up, so Ellen and I did our little tour of the float centers and then COVID came in and then um, somehow Dawn had a connection with some hydrogen peroxide. She had a local place that was selling it in bulk for cheap. And so she gets on our little float um, group or Facebook group and says, hey, I've got this awesome connection. Does anybody need hydrogen peroxide? And everybody's like, yes, me, 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 me. So we were trying to figure out how it would be distributed. So Dawn went and got it all. And on this trip that Alan and I took, um, so we drove up to Jersey and PA. And then we were going to take um, the, the Lewis Cape May Ferry, which crosses um, the Delaware Bay back to, back to Delaware and back home. So I get to Dawn's place. I load I don't know, eight, eight gallons of hydrogen peroxide in my trunk. And then we go on our way and we get to the ferry. And we're thinking, holy moly, we can't cross <laughs> on this ferry <laughs> with all this stuff in our trunk. And they always check the trunks anyway. I mean, they, they oh, inspect wow. all the cars. 
they bypassed us completely <laughs> and I'm wow. praying I'm praying the whole hour trip across the ferry like nothing will happen <laughs> there's know? a fugitive on this call I'm just exactly. saying like, yes. right. now we know yeah. we, we can edit that <laughs> we're gonna have to change your names I've heard of people getting contacted for ordering so much Epsom salt you know they, yeah. we do we do some weird stuff especially I think when float centers were first starting out please continue yeah <laughs> but well, um so that that was the one connection and then dawn you can go ahead with the the next um time that we uh we met up and have yeah, a tailgate so, party <laughs> i mean i was gonna say like Janie and i obviously um you know we're further apart than than most of the centers in our mm-hmm. group so it is a little bit harder but um during covid it was the same company had the alcohol hookup right and you're looking for alcohol to make hand sanitizer so we decided restaurants were completely closed. Everything was closed in New Jersey at that point. Okay. Um, most things were closed in Maryland, but Delaware hadn't yet gotten to the point where they were like completely closed. You were allowed to order takeout from restaurants at the time. Um, so we met in Delaware and we had a tailgate party in their parking lot and we no changed way. alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, right. And then we subsequently have met up. We did a, a sloth wow. and sip. Party. Oh, that was so much fun. That was fun. That was totally unfloat related, but I cried when I saw the sloths. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Do we and have I, to I, just leave it at that? <laughs> there's, more, there's more. There's more to that story. <laughs> so, I mean, the whole the, it, it was a, it's at a vineyard, and they had these sloths, and you could you couldn't hold them, but you held them in the container that they were in. Wow. Um, and then you drank wine and ate, you know, cheese and whatnot. But it's all an the while, yeah. yeah, yeah, and all the while I'm sitting the here thinking, you know, with the the sloth, um, Greg Griffin on Float Collective with the sloth, search, search sloth, that's it. Oh. <laughs> so we had to do it. We had to do oh, that that's event. Too stinking funny. That, that's great. So it was float related. It was a business expense. It, okay. Yeah. Yes. Loosely. It's <laughs> amazing. So you guys aren't just uh, business buddies. You guys are buddies. That's really cool. Are. And yeah. it almost seems like the, the business facilitates your guys' friendship. Like you're, <laughs> you're, it's a, an excuse to meet up and exchange alcohol. Yeah, well, uh, sounds a little okay. weird, but yeah. Uh, it, it sounds familiar. I yeah. mean, that's what we do. The podcast crew, we don't get yeah. to meet up because we're across the country from each other. But, you know, we're texting and checking in with each other on life stuff, too. So that's yeah. what's just I love so much about this industry because you do get that support from your competitors um but they become friends and like i can't imagine like not having you guys and all of you like i have a connection to every single one of you um to have you guys in my life it's just the the most amazing feeling in the world to to feel that kind of support and that kind of belonging it is it is and i'm I'm gonna brag on dawn here for a minute um last uh last fall right before the holidays she and hopefully you guys all saw it she had this genius idea to do this video to include all of the mm-hmm. flood centers in the region. Yes. And we all held up signs and she put the music to it. She, she did all of that and it turned amazing. out amazing. It really was. Yes. I wow. do remember that. That was fantastic. Dawn, how, um, how long did you have that idea? How did you broach the other, uh, friends in the industry? Like how did that all work? That was ingenious. So honestly, the idea came from something we did with our staff earlier in the year, like when COVID hit, I had each one of my team members create a series of slides and send me pictures because we were closed, right? There was nothing we were doing to get together. 
I put together a video and put it out there for our clients to let them know, like, mm. hey, you know, we're, we're still thinking about you. We wish you well. We want you all to stay happy, healthy, and whatnot. Um, and it was so well received that as the holiday season started to come around, I thought, you know, we already support each other. We promote each other. I mean, we refer business to each other's centers. You know, there are days where I think just the other day, Carrie sent us someone for a couple of quotes. Um, you know, we just have this connection and we said, well, a lot of our clients might live in our area, but maybe they have friends and family, you know, in someone else's footprint. So we thought, what if we just do this video, we all come together and then we just kind of at the very end, put all of our logos, all of our locations, and then we just all push out the video. Um, and so I, we pulled it together pretty quickly. I think I, I mentioned it to everyone maybe in like late October, early November, and like two weeks later, we had it done. It was quick. It's awesome. It I remember awesome. seeing that and I was just moved. It, it was just so cool to see everybody come together to do that. And um, we'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes so yeah, that I other people, if they that. didn't catch yeah. it, and even if they did catch it, it's worth going back to watch again to get definitely. all those warm and fuzzies. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All the feels. And yes. so unlike, so like we are all friends on the podcast. So we like talking with each other, but behind the scenes, we're undercutting each other quite frequently and, and it's real <laughs> cutthroat business. How, how are you guys with each other's businesses with each other? I mean, this is obviously a great example of how you are, you know, working together to promote the float and the awesome vibes and energy that goes on between you guys. Um, and I also... I love the idea of sending people to the right float center for them too, by the way. I think that's really cool. You guys are doing that, whether it's this place does a couple's float or just like the vibe, like you should check out this place um, is something I'm a really big fan of. And I know a lot of float centers in Portland have done that for us at the shop and we, we do that for other float centers as well. But what have you guys been doing or what's going on with your guys's big network of, of float centers? Well, we, um, we have the really good fortune. We ocean elements, have the good fortune of not having anybody right in our backyard, you know, mm -hmm. um, any other float center. So we were kind of unique in that respect, but also living at, uh, at the beach and living in a beach resort town, we get visitors from Pennsylvania, from New Jersey, sure, from Delaware. Sure. So they all come to the beach and if it's a rainy day or they just want to do something cool, you know, they come to see us. And I always, it's like, where are you from? Let me find a float center near you nice. because I yes. know you're going to love it here. Totally. And once you're done with your float, I'm going to hook you up to somebody else in the industry that I know. So, yeah, that that's kind of my my standard um, MO when somebody comes in. I find them a place close to home. So because <laughs> awesome. I, I would like to find a place, you know, if I'm visiting. I love that. That's one of the things that I do constantly. If we have a guest who comes in who is from another area, you know, where are you from? Oh, did you know that there's a place here? And, you know, I will write down the website, all the information for them to get them to go. And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, it's a small family. Like, yeah. you know, this industry is really small. We all support each other. We know each other and like, go check them out. And, you know, if I actually do know the owner or something, I try to give a little heads up of, hey, I talked to mm -hmm. such and such and, you know, ask that person, do you want me to give your info? Or, um, and it makes such a great connection. Again, it's like that promoting the float as a whole, not just for your center, uh, makes a huge difference for people. And that also, they feel good about you when you're also sending them, you know, especially if it is within your own market or um, if it's someone that's traveling to another area where you actually know people and you could say, hey, be sure to tell Jeannie I said hello. Like that has a, a much stronger appeal to people than just, 
think there's a, a float center you should go look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I just yeah. interject real quick? Something I always say to people after their first float is even if you don't float here, float somewhere and don't wait too long to float. Go, And I always say, just like you said earlier, um, float centers are different. And I tell people I float at other people's float centers. I like I would have no problems going to anyone's float center around. And I think that's one of the great things about our industry. And also, I think that also is um, I've had people say, oh, I, I said, where you come from? It was an hour and a half away. Well, you drove where you. Oh, well, there's another one. I don't know if you know, there's one about 30 minutes to the west. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really cool that you would tell me. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, yeah, well, if that's go check them out. Maybe you, maybe you'll come back here. Maybe you won't. But um, I think that's one of the unique things about our our industry. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think to to Kim's point, um, it's really really nice to have that connection with your client when you can say, "Hey, I have a friend in New Jersey who lives near you. Her name is Dawn. She owns this float center. You know, you should check her out." But if you're over on this side, go to Lavender. You know, I, yeah. I love the fact that we can drop names within the industry because <laughs> yeah. because we know each other. You I know? think people are really surprised by that too. When yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we yeah. get beers. Yeah, yeah, we're not <laughs> not the competition yeah. you're used to. Yeah, right. That's one of my favorite things when people come in to see us. And you know, I always ask if it's their first time visiting us. I, you know, my line is, hey, I see it's your first float with us. Is this your first float ever? And whenever they say no, I have floated somewhere else. They're kind of like really hesitant to tell us. And whenever I say, like, where'd you float? Uh, and the answer is usually weightless. And I'm like, oh, Greg and Chelsea, tell me. Like, did you float in the pod or the cabin or, <laughs> yes. or in the tank? And they're, they're, like, blown away that we know each other. And I'm like, yeah, cool. So, you know, your experience is going to be very similar. But here's what's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the it controls and really iris are, are, are different. It, it helps. helps tailor the intro, too. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what they've it, experienced. It really does. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And it's super fun just to to be like, yeah, these are awesome humans. And like, you don't have to tiptoe around it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Greg was there to help us. We had uh, delays with our initial uh, salt order. And, you know, he was was checking in with us during our construction process. And he's like, let me know. I'll be there to help you guys unload and get everything going. And um, he didn't get to be there on the day because it was a surprise to us that it showed up that day. But he did come over and check on us and, you know, come hang out and did a walkthrough with us to help us. Like, did we miss anything? Like, what do you know that, you know, we don't know yet? And how cool is that? Like, it's it's really awesome. Um, And I mean, I would say, you know, for for us, we have so Jean and I are, are a couple hours away, so we don't get to see each other in person very often. But in like the Philadelphia suburbs, there are quite a few of us, and we actually connect regularly. Last week, I was at Carrie's shop, she just moved locations to a much bigger location, and she asked me to come over and help brainstorm with her how she could lay out some of her new furniture, you know, do things like that. Nice. Love she it. gave me some suggestions because I told her I needed to expand my retail space. And she's like, well, what if you put something in that back corner? Like we were talking about how we could, you know, support each other and like brainstorm how to help Love each it. other. I literally picked up supplies from her, took them home with me. And right before this call, met Bronwyn from Float Haven at a restaurant and dropped supplies off at her. So we oh, regularly great. interact and work with another one another and think about, you know, what can we do to help each other? Because at yeah. the end of the day, you know, we're not like, in the, I don't want to say the massage industry, the yoga industry, where there's a shop on every corner, mm-hmm. at least in our world. <laughs> 
So, you know, our belief is there are more than enough people for us to serve. And the challenge is really getting the word out there. It's not about, you know, fighting for a customer. It's about, you know, increasing visibility, promoting the idea, promoting the practice. Um, And there are plenty of people to go around that need stress relief, anxiety relief, pain relief, you name it. Uh, There's no shortage. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And there there are two big kind of components that I see with that too, is number one, you want people to have a good float no matter where they go, because if they go to another center and they have a bad float, then you just lost a potential customer as well. And so did everybody else in the float industry, because that person isn't going to relate. They don't know that, you know, there's a specific temperature or a certain sanitization process that is supposed to be followed. They're just going to say it was bad and tell everybody they know that they had a bad float. Um, second to that though, is this, the marketing concept of, um, and I think I've talked about it on a podcast before, the lemonade stand effect, where if you pull into a neighborhood and you see a kid selling lemonade, it's pretty easy to just keep on going when you see the first one. But if you see a second one a block away, oh, you know, like, that's a cute kid. I should probably stop and get some lemonade. And if you happen to see a third one, like, you're going to stop and get a cup of lemonade from this little kid. Um, it's such a powerful, like, uh, psychological piece that that's what the majority of the big box pharmacies do. If you look at Walgreens and Rite Aid and CVS, they intentionally put their locations across the street or across the corner from each other. Banks follow the same sort of a mindset um, that their direct competitors are going to be really, really close. And that's part of what they look for whenever they're looking oh. for new locations. And so anytime I hear somebody say that like, oh, another place is opening in a town just a couple blocks away from me, I'm like, that's amazing. And they're, they're kind of like, what? I'm like, <laughs> it's right. going to help with your marketing. It people, will. That's more people that Those are going to be searching for float centers in their area because they might drive down street number one and see that center. They didn't even know that you were on street number three, you know, and so it's just going to help elevate everybody's awareness. So it's, and if you can work together, that's even better. It is. And, and Don and I were talking about this um, prior to this call about how um, exponentially the float it, industry and new centers have popped up just in our region because we were trying to calculate it's like how many in Maryland, how many in Pennsylvania, how many in New Jersey. And we were number six when we opened in 2017. And I think there's probably 10 or 12 now wow. in just in the state of Maryland alone. Um, wow. And we had the, we, and talking about collaboration too, we have superior float tanks. And when we opened and, and were ready to install um, our pod, the, those guys weren't available. Okay. I, I'm a nurse. I do nothing with a hammer and a nail and, and a wrench. I don't know how to do this stuff. So I had to hire somebody obviously to help us install it. So, um, they actually, um, on our behalf contacted Eric up in Hagerstown at, um, regenerate float. He was also, I think in the movie. Um, but anyway, so Eric drove three, four hours from Hagerstown to ocean city all the way across the state. Um, to install our tank on a day trip. I mean, he came to the bottom of crab cake, of course. I had to buy him seafood, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, just out of the kindness of his heart. He just had a new baby, too, like a month ago. Wow. Yeah, but, yeah, his wife let him come down, um, and they installed our tank for us. So we were were forever grateful for them. That is impressive. Yeah. 
Um, spitballing just a few random ideas. I'm curious where your guys' heads are at with this or if you've brainstormed on things like this. We, we were talking a little bit before uh, recording about things like sharing salt orders, sharing hydrogen peroxide orders, you know, kind of uh, wholesaling pricing that way or um, tickets to float that could work at any float center, that kind of thing, or float tours, that sort of concept. Is this something you guys have ever talked about with each other? Um, Don, go ahead. You can. We've <laughs> talked about that, but you can elaborate on what we were discussing. Yeah, so I, I think um, we definitely are using kind of the shared efficiency model from a business standpoint. Um, as we mentioned, we found a supplier that, that does peroxide, alcohol, um, and when I first found them and I, you know, I had to explain over and over again, exactly what we did and why we need peroxide and what Funny. we'd be doing with it. Once I convinced them we were a legit business, um, <laughs> wow. yeah. you know, cause that was part of it. I was like, and by the way, I was like, would you mind if about 10 of my friends gave you a call? Cause they're going to be looking for the exact same thing. And I promise you, if they just say, John sent me. Like, you're going to know they're doing the same thing, and it really is legit. And so I think that's how it started, right, Jeannie? We we, <laughs> yeah. we all hooked up with cool. the peroxide guy. And then um, we started doing the same thing with some of our orders. So we're really big about supporting local businesses and small businesses. And so, like, we found a woman locally who makes amazing candles. Um, and so now several of the other centers no are way. ordering Whoa. from her as well. So a lot of times we'll put in one giant order. And then we'll just like divvy it up and drive it around. And the same thing with some of our other products as well. Right. So incredible. Yeah. Well done. It's really the model. Do we know of any other area in the country that's doing something similar? Are these guys unicorns? Yeah, I know um, there were some centers in Canada, uh, Jules from Ogo Float. And I want to say Kate uh, Bishke, uh, Kate's at... Oh, I can't remember the name of hers, but there were a couple, I remember looking, like helping them with a flyer one time that they did kind of a, um, if people were vacationing in their areas, they were encouraging people to go to each other's centers and uh, they sort of did a little cross promotion like that. Um, I don't know if they've since, or, you know, on the back side, back end side of things, if they're sharing supplies or anything else beyond that. But I remember thinking like, that was really cool. That was a couple of years ago. Um, obviously like COVID. And that's, that's oh. kind of the reason why we wanted to um, expand on this, you know, from being more than just a, a Facebook social group to being something a little bit more solidified, um, you know, in an alliance perspective, something that could be business supported and be seen as something reputable and, you know, amongst the, um, the flood centers in the mid Atlantic region. So I think we're calling that Maryland, Delaware, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, possibly New York, possibly um, D.C. We'll, we'll invite the one foot center in Washington, D.C., um, possibly Virginia. I mean, the more the merrier, right? Yeah, that's awesome. So if people are listening and they want to, like, get involved with you guys, can they do that as an option? And, and how do they do that? Uh, just have them contact either Don or myself and we'll, uh, we'll give them instructions on, you know, where we're at with the process of, of formalization. So cool. That's really cool. I love it. I love it. If Eventually it we'll reach out to realize... the West Coast. I'll, I'll be joining you guys as well. <laughs> I like it. 
subgroups. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Makes me want to reach out to to our local folks again. It's been a little while. Um, you know, we've we've met up a couple of times just at random sort of things. Um, nothing formal, but um, I love the idea of actually like formalizing it in you know whether that means giving yourself a name and you know creating. <laughs> agenda meetings or whatever, or mm. at least like, Hey guys, once a quarter, let's meet up for a drink. Mm-hmm. You know, even that can be really powerful and, and may lead to something a little mm. bit more organized too. Right. Especially and with, and with it's COVID. totally possible. Yeah. Just a, yeah. this, this episode is a good reminder of like, yeah, I got to put my feelers back out and get in contact. Yeah. yeah. And if I, if I may real quick, 6.1 million people in Maryland, 13.1 million people in Pennsylvania, 9.4 million in New Jersey. I know they're big States. But when you have a finite amount of floats you can do, three float tank, I all center, <laughs> I have one of those. Yeah. You can only do three to 4,000 floats a year, depending on how many you do per day. If you have a membership, you have people who are going to be floating multiple times. So now if you think of it in those terms, you whittle down what you're quote unquote competing for. It goes from, mm-hmm. I can only do, you know, X amount per year. And there's all these people out there. So don't be scared to work together on stuff. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. To Don's point, there's a lot of people that need, need, uh, need a float. We've even done it kind of one off. It's not an organized effort, but, um, we've even done it where a couple centers were really fortunate to be booked like weeks out in advance, um, and couldn't get their members in. And so we had a conversation where like, all right, you know, we're going to, honor each other's membership pricing on a short-term basis if they send their client to us. And cool. it's like, look, we're happy That's to host awesome. your client, I love that. you know, during your busy yeah. time, you know, and anytime you can't get in, we're happy to host you. But, you know, we, we love our friends at, you know, Halcyon or Pittman or wherever they are. Um, and so we've done that a couple of times with a, with a few centers locally. That's cool. I love that. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, could you, you couldn't necessarily honor each other's actual memberships and use credits, you know, from one center to the next, just accounting would be a nightmare, but being able to honor that membership price is phenomenal. That's Mm -hmm. just such an easy thing to do for each other and for your guests, you know, again, like uh, keeping them happy and giving those good feely vibes. So um, one one thing that happens occasionally in Portland is they show up to the wrong float center. And <laughs> the best thing is to be able to still float somebody, even though they paid for a different place. And, uh, you know, the timing works out that they can still come in is, is a pretty cool thing, too. So that's a lot of fun ways that it can all work together. Yeah. Um, and I do just want to give a little shout out here to um, floatdrinks.com which was an idea <laughs> by Grabbing Ashcon from a float conference. Is it like four years ago now, or maybe even more yeah. where they would pay, they would pay for your beers for float center owners just to get together and, and chat, like <laughs> talk about, uh, you know, really, really living and believing in this, this community spirit. I, I think the, the website is now defunct, <laughs> but the spirit is absolutely still there. If you've ever met Graham and Ashcon, you know, it's still there. Um, and I think you guys are, are an example of it as well. I, I Just beautiful. I love it. Well, I think we have a gathering um, scheduled soon <laughs> within the, I don't know when Dawn, but uh, Jeez, you know, adult, you adult beverages are uh, <laughs> definitely on our minds right now. 
We'll email Graham and tell him to PayPal you some money. And he will... <laughs> I will fly that out there and see what happens. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's it's time to start uh, nailing down those holiday promotion ideas. So it's yeah. a really good time to get together and brainstorm. This, you know, our last episode, we yep. were together just kind of brainstorming ideas and sharing some things that we've tried and what we've done in the past. And just something like talking it out with somebody else who gets it is it's amazing. So mm-hmm. um if you're listening and you don't have anybody around, like reach out randomly um, and, you know, ask somebody if they'll just hop on a brainstorm. I guarantee you they will. Like they're probably in the same boat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've gotten some of my best ideas that I've borrowed from others. Like they've told me what they've done, what's worked for them. And it's like, how did I not think of that before? So it's great. Exactly. The best ideas you're like, it's almost like I already knew that. Like, of course, that's the right thing. Like, yes, of course. Yep. Um, and a few of us are reinventing the wheel. Like, the ideas are out there. It's just about that networking and, and seeing what's working for other people and applying those. And that is the tough part, right? It's not just the ideas. It's it's the applying it and, and actually doing it part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. This has oh, been a real pleasure. I am invite. very impressed by your guys' community and just the tailgate parties and <laughs> bottles of peroxide crossing the border. I just love it. This is fun. We're a dangerous bunch out here. <laughs> wild. Buck Man, wild. Yeah. Float center owners have a bad rap, but you guys are a whole nother level. That's you know, spooky. Loving life. I, I love going into the float center every morning. I, I just do. Awesome. I love being there. Oh, that That's makes me fantastic. so fantastic. Thank you guys. Uh, and, and an odor. Oh, I do. I do have one thing and maybe you can edit this and maybe it should have gone at the beginning. I feel like I missed an opportunity, but I wanted to acknowledge Gloria and winning her award for the Northwest Indiana uh, most influential woman in business. And I think that that is very, um, it's an awesome award to achieve and receive. And I think that it shows all the time when we talk with you you're doing a million things you're always going you never settle it's very motivational for me and I just wanted to tell you that I see you and I notice those things and you are absolutely deserve that award you juggle a lot of different things and in a time where it's important for to have strong women leaders out there I think that you should feel really proud that you were recognized for something like that. And it is important to recognize female leaders. It's kind of, um, you know, it's time for that stuff. So I'm pumped to to be friends with you. And congratulations. I am literally crying. (laughs) Thank you. And I I am so touched by that. Um, Yeah, I was quite shocked. And I'm just happy that my daughter and my son were with me. Um, even my little guy was with with me too, as well as my husband. So I, I really appreciate that, Drew. Yeah, you're welcome. And look, this panel is two guys and four women. <laughs> and we've together. contributed nothing. So yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a good hair. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they invite us back. The, the eye candy. <laughs> Oh, I love but I think it. that's I important it. for our listeners to know. Not everyone might be friends with her on Facebook. And so I want to make sure our <laughs> listeners know that, that what, you should pay attention to what Gloria is saying. Yes, Amen. absolutely. Yeah. That's a good, good call, Drew. I did not know that. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say that, but I didn't know that. Um, it's yeah. surprising and also makes complete sense to me as well. Like, Gloria, you're amazing. 
that that Thank makes me guys. so happy that you're you've been acknowledged for that that people people yeah, witness lucky it. we all are to have yeah. a little gloria in our lives oh Absolutely. my gosh i feel <laughs> the same about all of you so thank you and uh, Jeannie and don this is really a rarity because we're all usually just busting on each other so <laughs> <laughs> but uh no thank thank you so much i um i'm i was speechless i'm speechless now <laughs> I know it's hard to believe for people that know me that I could possibly be speechless, but uh, I'm literally like choked up. So, Hmm. and one other thing that kind of popped up this week that kind of topped it off. So my grandfather was very, very special to me and he visited my float center in 2016. Um, He passed away just a couple of years ago, but he popped up on my timeline in my float center. And I, it it happened the night that I won the award. So it was like a really weird, you know, serendipitous thing. Um, So yeah, but yeah, thank you. Meant to be. Love it. Right. Love it. Yeah, supported. Drew, thanks for bringing that up. Thank you so much. Yeah. Gloria, thanks for being Gloria. Thanks for being who you are. <laughs> we love you. <sighs> Let's see here. I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I'm going to put a bird on it. Thank you guys again. Uh, Jeannie, Dawn, thank you guys so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. <sighs> Kim, Drew, Gloria, thank you guys so much every week for for joining and chatting some, some float tank. It's uh, as as we've been brought up tonight, like it, it is really so cathartic, so valuable. I mean, the ideas, the brainstorming, yes, but for me, a lot of it is the catharsis that there's nobody else that can have this conversation, you know, and even Sandra and I don't like to talk float a whole lot anymore. We, we kind of go through the beats and, and we move on. And um, so this is it's kind of nice to be able to deep dive, but it's not with your business partner. You know, it's a little more free-spirited or free-willed or free-wheeling. I don't know if that's, I'm saying that right. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys. Let's see here. Also, thanks to you for listening. Yes. Uh, thank you with the earbuds in your ear there. Thank you so much for listening to this. And um, hopefully this was inspiring you to reach out to your neighbors and and uh, get a beer or or tea. It doesn't have to be alcohol, but uh, just getting together and, and sharing on, on the uh, uh, salty vibes, I should say. And thanks for supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Art of the Float. If you want beautiful float photography, videography, and float blogs, for your social media, website, all that good stuff. And let's see here. Thanks to Helmbot. Thanks to Isopod for supporting the show. You ensure that we're able to do these uh, episodes weekly. Truly appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, until next time, buyadrink.com needs to be turned back on. We'll see you next week.
Okay, I really hope I hope that buyadrink.com doesn't point to some porn site. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Graham about that. I really will. <laughs> yeah.